0: Hey there, and welcome back. In this week's sermon, Pastor Jonathan wraps up our five-week series connected to the one journey of faith that we have been on as a community, and he does a great job of highlighting all of those temptations that we face, appetite, ambition, and approval, but the message is focused on how our faith is a lifetime journey, and so I hope that it speaks to you this week and that you are filled with God's love and light.
1: Grace, peace, and joy be unto you from God the Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. It's our final week in our one journey, and I hope that it's been a good journey for you. The group conversations, to our messages on the weekend, I hope the journey has been a helpful time of reflection and insight as we explore together the temptations that we face in our lives of discipleship in this world. As we come to the end of the journey, I want to return to the beginning for a moment, and the big picture that I shared as we started this journey, because I think it's instructive as we consider where the journey takes us from here. I forgot to tell you guys, I've got slides, so if you want to go down, it probably be better. Mm-hmm, you're welcome. So we started out with uh, this first slide thinking about our baptismal identity. We began in the waters of baptism. We began to think about how we live out this covenant identity together as the body of Christ. And we talked about the fact that the Father gives us this identity as a gift in our baptism. And out of that identity, then we we live out our discipleship and obedience in the world. But the arrows always go that way. And too often we confuse it and think somehow we've got to, through our obedience, earn our identity. But that's not the way that God works. God gives us that gift as a sign and a, a, a gift of grace in our lives. And so that's such an important way of remembering how that flows in our lives of discipleship. And out of that, then we see this movement that begins to, to, to uh, come out through our shared identity as the body of Christ, that the Father, the King, gives us this authority in our identity, and then we act in God's power in the world. But again, it always goes in that direction. It's not about our power. It's about God's power flowing through us. And when it gets to be about our power, that's when we get into many of those temptations that, uh, that we're going to think about as we uh, looked at those three pieces over these next few weeks. And so we talked about our appetite, our ambition, and our approval. And we talked about the fact that we have uh, ways that this is shown to be a good thing in our country, and we lifted up these great gifts along the way of the abundance of our country, the, the ability to stake our claim and make a name for ourselves and the power of the individual, but how through our sinfulness and our appetite, ambition, and approval, how those get twisted around into consumerism, competitiveness, and celebrity. And what a danger those can be to ourselves and to the erosion of our culture. And so we want to draw back then into that covenant identity of our baptism and think about how we can live out these gifts in this movement out of God's kingdom being advanced in the world and how we begin to see those coming forward then in these gifts of fruitfulness, mission, and movement in the world. And that's where we've been heading and where we think about where this journey takes us over the course of a lifetime, to how we transform those things that can be a burden on us, our appetite, our ambition, the need for approval, and how through embracing our covenant identity we can see instead fruitfulness, mission, God's movement being advanced in the world, becoming a part of that. And so that's where we've been moving along the way. This movement, mission, fruitfulness are what lead us into this final week of the journey and the reality that the journey lasts for a lifetime. So we live out that identity. The power of the Spirit gives us the power to be God's presence in the world. And when more and more of us trust this power that's made present in our lives, we become the movement of God's reign growing in the world with healing justice and peace for all people our gospel story for today comes right before jesus begins the pilgrimage up from to uh, from jericho to jerusalem for the passover feast and the reading begins with the disciples making a concluding kind of statement jesus we left everything to follow you we did it We have been through a lot for you. We've sacrificed so much. Surely it must be time to settle back and enjoy the just rewards for our labor. But Jesus knows that the journey lasts a lifetime. Jesus knows that for the disciples, the journey was really just beginning. For they were about to have their worlds turned upside down and inside out, as Jesus would die on the cross and rise on the third day, and in that resurrection event, the axis of the world that appeared to bend towards power, violence, and death as these incredible powers in the world would instead be bent towards life, love, and restoration. On that day, the disciples still couldn't see, and instead... It was the blind man that was able to see what God was up to in Jesus, the Savior of the world. Appetite, ambition, and approval had a hold on the disciples. They thought that they had it all figured out. They thought that they had arrived. We gave up everything, Jesus. We've been following you for three years. Clearly, we are the super disciples and are about to receive the reward. But Jesus looked into their eyes, and he still saw plenty of appetite, ambition, and need for approval. And he could see that it was blinding them to the kingdom mission to which they were being called. But the good news is that in their covenant relationship, Jesus does not dismiss them for their inability to see. Instead, Jesus continues to teach them and to demonstrate the power of the reign of God being unleashed in the world. And this message is good news for us as well. Appetite, ambition, and approval are a lifelong struggle for us as well. We are blinded by their power in our lives on a daily basis, but God continues to pour God's love into our lives, recreating us in our covenant identity as the body of Christ. In 2002, I had the privilege of going to Kenya, Uganda, and Tanzania and Africa with the ELCA. I went thinking that I was a pretty good disciple. I'd been selected at a relatively young age to represent our denomination on a trip to visit our partners in mission there. And regularly throughout the trip, it was easy to feel some self-importance as our partners expressed their gratitude for all of the support that we gave them as a church body. When I was preparing to go, someone that had spent some time there gave me the idea of bringing ink pens with me as a, as a simple little gift to offer children as we met along the way because they often need them for school and didn't always have access to them. And so I had a, several bags full of these pens from folks in the congregation that had given, they'd given to me, and it proved to be true. The pens were always well-received. It was fun to share them with the kids that we met. But most of them, though some of them were really nice pens, most of them were simply those little big disposable pens that you can get for 10 cents apiece. And it was all going well until we were way out in the country one day. We were out where the Lutheran World Federation was helping families to, to build more permanent homes. This was one of the places we visited. That was their original home where this family had been living. And... Lutheran World Federation had built this house for them and so we were standing there visiting with the family, meeting the the children and suddenly out of the corner of my eye I saw another kid approaching from some neighboring home that you couldn't see through the banana fields but this child kind of sheepishly walked forward, not sure what to make of this contingent of strangers there, so many of us white and, and the young person looked at me and I looked at him and I did what I often did I pulled out one of those pens and I offered it to the kid as a gesture of of welcome and, and to let him know that this was okay and he took the pen from me but as he received it he knelt down on the ground in front of me and in that moment I felt this wave of shame and I felt this wave of being exposed There I stood with this 10-cent Bic pen in my hand, and suddenly the blindness of my appetite, ambition, and need for approval was laid bare. I came to Africa with so many resources at my disposal, and I offered a Bic pen to a child in need, and I felt immense shame and remorse. It was a pivotal moment for me in my life of discipleship, as my blindness was revealed. But the trip also gave moments of grace, as I felt that shame that all of us have and we wrestle with when we go to places of extreme poverty around the world, knowing how much we have here in our own country. I was told by one angel again and again against my protests that we were so generous. I remember taking this picture with her because she was a message of grace that i needed that day i still felt bad about the lack of resources that we shared when i thought about how much we have here but this was an angel of grace reminding us that what we did share made a difference a significant difference in their lives and in the overall life of their country and coming out of that trip now 17 years later i see that the journey lasts for a lifetime And my perspective on my ministry over these last 17 years, on my possessions, on my generosity, continues to be shaped by the experience. The journey is for a lifetime. Our blindness is continuously exposed as we come to terms with our appetite, ambition, and approval so that we can see more fruitfulness in our kingdom work as we engage God's mission for the sake of the world as part of this movement that is collectively our identity as the body of Christ. As we come closer to the cross this week, I pray that God reveals to us the places where we are blind, to our appetites, to our ambition, to our need for approval. And I pray that in the process, we recognize the baptismal grace that we need to own our shortcomings and to grow from them as together we join Jesus in the restoration of the world. Amen.
0: Thanks for tuning in to the Prince of Peace podcast. I hope that today's message has brought comfort and inspiration to your life. Have a great rest of the week.